Hey guys, welcome to Modern Saints Podcast. This is episode 44. I'm Joe, one of the minions of Modern Saints. We have our boss man, Dwayne. How's it going? And we have our Canuck of the North, Mr. Ron Perlow. Or if you're, if you're his Mexican, that's a new one. Uh, Perillo. Perillo. Uh, Ron's also the one with the squeaky chair, so if you hear that's what that is. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't have the fancy uh, DX racer chairs that you guys have. Oh, I don't have one Look, of those. I got the. It's a. Okay. It's a nice chair. Why I have the. The Evil. what's called. The syringe is beyond me, but um. <laughs> Preparing a turkey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a turkey baser there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I need a primal water cooling loop here in a bit, but um. Oh, is so, that what they call it nowadays? Yes. Water <laughs> cooling. Next to Dripway. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, we're tuning in for a weekly podcast. Um, as mo- most of y'all know, sleeving is probably one of the most hated things in the industry, which is somebody that likes to sleeve, I find very odd. Um... I mean, I could read off a few quotes from some famous modders that all of them pretty much say, fuck sleeving. Sleeving is the devil. If I had to choose between Hillary Clinton and sleeving, it'd be Clinton all the way. But uh, we got two companies. Uh, they're starting to make pre-sleeved cables. What that pre-sleeved means is uh, you can actually buy them directly from the vendor, and they come pre-sleeved that you don't get to choose your length in the sense that I need a 14-inch cable um, uh, here's a 14-inch cable. Don't make it custom enough. With theirs, you're kind of picking increments. I think of it was 30, 60, and I think it might have been the only two choices as far as the lengths go. So you get a little bit of customization, but not a lot. Uh, what this means is a cheaper price when it comes to making your own custom sets. But so who, are, who, are like these, uh, who are these two companies? Uh, this is... Uh, Bet Phoenix or Bet Phoenix, however you want to pronounce it, and Cable Mod. Cable Mod's been around for a bit. Uh, a lot of people see them pop up on like Linus. Um, they're they were the first company that really started selling. Uh, I mean, pretty much was selling some pre uh, pre sleeve cables for systems, but Cable Mod kind of had more of a push for offering more PSU models. As many of y'all know or may not know, each power supply is different from the next. So my Corsair power supply, I can't take the cables from it and plug it into my Silverstone. Uh, both physically and even if you pop the cables off and try to repin them, uh, you have to you have to get the right pinout. So with that said, Modern Zinc actually has a pinout repository on our website that y'all can check out if y'all do decide to buy these cables. And um, I've actually tested the pinouts myself, uh, pinned them out, tested them. They work great. Uh, didn't re- didn't release any of the blue smoke. Blue Magic Smoke. So you should be good there. What I do recommend, if you are going to do this, um, what you should have anyway is a power supply tester. Um, you can buy a bunch of them. The one I use is the Thermal Take Dr. Power 2. They can get it for like 35 bucks on Amazon. Uh, it's real easy. You just plug in the cables to it, plug it into the wall, make sure the switch is on, and you press the button, turns on. It's good. It's blue. 
If it's bad, it turns red and starts beeping at you angrily. <laughs> yeah, we even have a review of that up on the uh, on the website as well. Yeah, that's been around for a while. Huh? When when oh, yeah. that uh, device came out? Oh man, that was that was way before I even started sleeping. But the only issue I've I've ever had with it is it doesn't like some digital power supplies. The the USB on them. Some of, the, uh, some of the digital power supplies have like a little USB connector on there. That seems to be what's tripping uh, a false negative on the power supplies. So your pinout will be good, but because of that, it's gonna it's gonna just keep blinking red. Think that there's something wrong, and it's just not the case. But it's not on the power supplies; it's just a few. So. But it's good to have, though. I mean, I am one of those. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> great to have. Not only, not just if you're a sleever. I mean, if you need to, if you need to troubleshoot your rig, power supply is usually like the easiest place to go. So if you can, if you can test that out and knock it out, and you're like, oh hey, it's it's bad. Pull out your cables, go buy another one. You're good. Um, so it's it's not just something for sleeving. It's something you should have in your uh, toolbox for modding and PC repair anyway. Yeah, I do. Actually, I have two. I have one that's in my toolbox in the house, and I have one that's outside of my bench for the same thing. So that way, I don't have to walk inside to go get it. <laughs> just, well, the other so great, <laughs> the other great thing is that this suddenly turned into an endorsement for the the Doctor Power Two. But uh, the other great thing is uh, your power supply is only connected to it, so you don't have to have it connected to your motherboard, your your hard drives, any of that. It'll test your twenty four pin, your PCI Express. Your CPU, Molex, and SATA. So, what that does is, in the event that uh, maybe you maybe your pinout was wrong, um, you click the button, it turns red. It's only putting a small amount of power into that device. It's not enough to uh, make things go sky high. Where if you were to plug it into your components, if you have the wrong pinout, there goes your SSD. There goes your graphics card. Um, some of the old, some of the newer power supplies are a lot better. That if they detect any sort of uh, surge or a short, they're going to click themselves off. But sometimes they don't, and cables can catch on fire. Um, what will end up happening is if you have, say, a 12-volt going to a 3.3-volt, it'll, over time, just keep putting in that 12-volt, and eventually it'll burn up the cables. That's great to spies like everybody else doing the cables. <laughs> If I don't have to do it, I will not do it. Just right up front, I will not do it if I don't have to do it. Well, yeah, on, people... on, on the topic of that, of the custom cables, does it does it uh, bite into some of your business as a as a pro sleever, as a high end boutique? Uh, Absolutely not. And it, people give me a funny looks. Oh man, you must hate cable mod. You must hate Primo Chill. You must hate uh, Beth Phoenix. I don't. They have their purpose. And what that means is the market that they're not going to spend. I mean, an example. Um, it kind of goes back to the, the whole case labs or take thing. That's dead. It's, I mean, whatever. But the people that weren't going to buy a case labs weren't going to buy one in the first place. It's just not their market. It's the same thing with me is my cables are the, the, high, uh, the high market, the high dollar value. I mean, some of my cables can go up to $700 just depending on how intricate they are. Not everyone wants to spend $700. Some people don't want to spend $200. Uh, 
But if they get the cables cheaper, and maybe it's not the same look. Um, I mean, keep in mind, these are prefabricated cables. Um, they're being done with the machine. Thousands are being done in an hour. I can't do a thousand in an hour. I wish I could, but I'm not Skynet. Not yet. No. Yeah, maybe a few more chips. So handmade sleeves are always better than, uh, than machine ones. Is, that, or is there... Uh, how, how good provided, are one are? Provided the sleever that's actually making by hand knows what they're doing. Know what they're doing. Uh, the so the difference is when it's done by machine, it's streamlined. It's this machine just uh, chucking them out. So some some differences you'll have is if I'm doing it by hand, each one is being each one goes through like it's a little Q and A. I have to check the cable. Um, is the sleeve stretched? Yes. Um, is um, there any wrinkles? Is there any baggage? Um, is the melt good at the end? Now that's the main difference between, uh, like, if I made the cable or if it popped out of the machine. What the machine will do is it'll crimp the sleeving to the wire. So what that'll look like, and you can see it in the the picture we'll post. Um, basically, the terminal that's what actually gives the wire something to plug into um, on the motherboard side. The little hands will crimp around not only the jacket of the uh, wire, but also the sleeving, and that's what's holding it in place. I've seen this where it, it you cannot do it unless you modify your crimper. Now, those companies, they have a modified crimper. Their machine does it all at once. You'll actually break your crimper trying to do that. And that's because your, uh, your clearance is, it's not made for that much material to go in all at once. Giggity. But, uh... <laughs> so, I don't recommend... If you're, if you're sleeping by hand, what you want to do is crimp your terminal to the wire first, then melt the sleeving to the... Uh, around the terminal itself. That's a lot... To me, that's a lot stronger than the machine actually doing it. Just keep in mind, it's plastic or it's paracord. Paracord is a fabric. It can rip. Plastic, um... It frays out. So, it can actually fray away from the the terminal itself. So, I mean, it, it all depends. Like I said, it's... In the end, it's like with anything, you get what you pay for. But, I mean, Absolutely. people have always asked me... People always ask me, it's like, do you get mad at these companies or do you get mad at other sleevers? No. Uh, we need more sleevers, actually. Um, actually, all the sleevers in the U.S. and Well, pretty much worldwide. I don't think I have any beef with any sleevers... Um, we, we even wouldn't we'll send each other jobs because we get backed up. I mean, I got to keep telling people, oh, go here, go there, try this guy. Especially with shipping being so high, like internationally. Um, so, example, like uh, people come to me, hey, Joe, I want some cables. I'm located in um, somewhere in the UK, uh, Sweden. I'm located in Sweden. But, like, you know what? UK, yeah. I can. <laughs> Look, I'm not very good at the geology. <laughs> well, if if one, let's say one wants to be a a sleever, uh, what what does he need to buy? What is the initial investment going to be? What's the? I mean, something on your level. So on my yeah. level, yeah. Uh, minus my, I actually have a machine that cuts all my wire for me, but I bought that machine just because. When you do as many cables as I do, um, you can cut them by hand. 
but every set that you're looking to cut by hand, you're looking at anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half of just cutting the wire and then stripping the ends. Where the machine will could measure and cut all my wire and strip off the ends in like 30 seconds. So a lot of it just depends on how much investment you want to put in. For me, I'm working on the X-Forma. The X-Forma is also a murder box for those that are familiar. Uh, I made all the cables for those. So it was a, it's a two, and right now it's just the pre-orders, it's 150 computer cases. But could you imagine me cutting 150 computer cases worth of cable by hand? No. It, it, I mean, I could do it. I would have to quit my primary job. I would probably be living on the shack and eating at dumpsters because that's all I'd be able to do for like the next five years. This, this, so, is, this is why sweatshops were started. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I might get extradited if I ever went that route. But no, I, I bought that machine. That machine cost me about a grand. Um, and it's been worth every penny just because of what I do. But you don't need that for. Uh, I mean, you can even like if you're a, if you want to get started sleeping, you can hit up like David from Mainframe Customs or Adam from UPC or myself um, with Sanctum, and just say, "Hey, I need this many wires at this length. Can you cut them for me? We'll cut them, and you just pay us for." use of the machine and the material for the wire and you have something to start out with. So the machine's not necessary. There are, pe- there are other people in the US and all around the world that have this machine. But for like the like the bare bones of what you need for sleeving, you're looking at about $150 investment. And that, that includes materials like uh, the wires and the, no. just the tools? That's just the tools. So your crimper is going to be around $50. A decent wire stripper you're looking about another 60 and then the different uh, the extractors and all of that, you're looking anywhere from like 40 to 50. So, it, I mean, it just depends on what tools you want to get. I'll, I'll write an article on what you need to get started. If it's very simple, don't think you have to be like super fancy or anything with it. And um, all the stuff you can buy over at mainframecustoms.com. It's... And for someone that, that's going to be doing this a lot and messing with computers and you want to do custom wiring because you want to compete in modding contests, it's definitely worth the uh, it's definitely worth investing in. Well, I also imagine there are some some cities, some towns still where, you know, the, the competition for, for creating custom, for having a custom computer business is fierce and, you know, this could be something that they could be incorporating into their high-end builds. Oh, yeah. I mean, by example... The Xforma rigs, those are like $20,000 PCs. And it's not, I mean, the hardware might cost like 10 grand, but then labor is probably like another 10 grand just because of the level of what's being made. I mean, you don't see, it's kind of like the Bugatti of the PC world where you have, uh, what's his name from, uh, Daniel from Singularity PCs. He's another one. Those systems are all like high-end boutique systems, but you look at them, and everything is just super clean. The, there's no wire out of place. Nothing's added. It's just the way it's supposed to be. And a lot of it is the wiring. The wiring ties it all together. I'm just glad somebody else does it. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather much pay for having somebody else do it than my. I it, I I've tried it, and I yes, thank you, thank you for those who do it. 
Well, the the <laughs> Big Phoenix ones, the new ones, will actually allow you to uh, to make your own. They're multicolored. They offer enough colors now. I don't know. I can't speak up about the quality because I haven't seen it in person yet. But uh, it's. I mean, it's an um, easy solution for for most people. It's. I would say it was on par with what I've seen from Cable Mod, which is uh, some of the Cable Mod cables. They did have wrinkles in them in the paracord. Um, the seating wasn't as tight. Sometimes had uh, like mismatched crimps. But, I mean, it, it, it's like I said, you get what you pay for. Um, the last set that uh, FNX came out with was a lot like that. It was. I mean, the seating wasn't necessarily like super tight on the the wire. And that's one of the big tells you can tell if someone really knows what they're doing is how tight the material is against the wire. I mean, you'll feel it and it's like, oh, it's, it feels solid. Versus, hey, it's got some wiggle room. It's it's like a lumpy beanbag. Yeah, that's what I know. I had I had the NZXT. I had the Bit Phoenix at first, uh, the Alchemy 1.0 and the NZXT extension cables. And they all kind of, if they're just resting, you can see that they're, they're they, don't, they don't even look like they're the same lengths uh, unless you're plug, you plugged it in and you hide it in the back. They're not, they're a lot different compared to a, a true custom cable where it's it's tight and it holds its shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all comes down to the material you use, the type of wire, the type of sleeving, um, how well you melted it, how tight the, the material is against the wire. Because, I mean, you have you have two types of material. You have paracord, and then you have plastic. And there's, I mean, pretty, pretty much all the paracord is the American-made stuff. And then the plastic, you've got, like, six different types, six different companies. Uh, you've got MDPC. You've got mainframe. You've got UPC. Uh, para, uh, not paracord. Uh, uh, pretty much chill with their uh, max, with uh, not their max cord. They actually sell a paracord as well, but their plastic is called Cobra. So I mean it's, and I have but I have samples of all that, and I really need to do a guide of explaining because not all the sleeve is created equally, um, in the sense that some sleeve looks really really good, but it's very difficult to work with, and some sleeve can look very good, but you have to know what you're really doing, and some sleeve is just super forgiving, and somebody that's just picking it up, they can do a terrible job on it, but it still looks good from ten feet away. Is there a, a material or something that you're experimenting with or you want to uh, play around with in terms of the next big thing in sleeving or just trying to keep that secret? No, there's no material. I get pretty much, I use the MDPC and uh, mainframes, Telios line. Those are the two I really enjoy using. MDPC is, it looks very good, but it's one of those materials, it's, it's a very difficult material to use. Um, because of the so a lot of it is the pattern on the weave so some weaves will cross over like this some will cross over like that and with MDPC it has a uh, it's got more of a like this pattern so it's more of a like a, a concave X and what it'll do is it'll pull against you when you try to tighten the cable so it's I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for like a starter uh, for starters I would definitely recommend like Telios that one's much more forgiving than a uh, I would say NDPC would be like a pro-style uh, sleeving solution. But, I mean, what, what Betfinex and uh, CableMod are offering is that people don't want to spend the, the $200 plus, and even some of their stuff can get pretty expensive. But for the ones that don't really want to spend that crazy money and they want to pick out their own colors just like you can with a, like a custom sleever, 
um, it's an option. Just keep in mind that you're not going to get the same quality that you would going the personal route. It's like going to Walmart expecting filet mignon. <laughs> and check the frozen aisle. Yeah, even that's a little questionable. <laughs> what is this about my cat food? So we know Dwayne. We know Dwayne hates it. I'll help oh, you, yes. buddy. With the passion. <laughs> so uh, with the passion. We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and bury the sleeping a little bit. I know most people are probably rolling their eyes by now. Like, man, is it really that much into making cables pretty? So uh, let's talk about the Witcher mod. From uh, actually, uh, the two guys that developed this uh, mod, they've actually been featured on G Force Garage. Uh, Ronnie Christensen, very famous. Uh, I would consider him an artist. Um, and, well, he is an artist, but the stuff he's done with modding, it's, it's definitely, you don't see it done too much the way that he does it. A lot of people, which is very clean aesthetic, all of Ron's mods are like sculptures. And uh, then we have uh, Pennywise. A lot of people know Pennywise. He did the, uh, the Neptune a while back. That was at PDX Land. It was uh, like a neon... Style system inside of a case labs Magnum, or not Magnum, but Merlin. And uh, he did, him and Ron did a lot of the sculpting on this mod, and it was one of the charity rigs for PDX Land. And this was on the uh, this was on the cover of the uh, CPU magazine this month, though I think. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So what that was really cool about that it was, it was definitely a. a Joint effort by both of them, so uh, it looks like I'm mean, going to go through. The, sorry, I <clears throat> go through the forums and you see the work log. It's, it is called the Witcher mod by John and Ron, and it looks like they started off with the the sculpting. I think it was like sculpting that they used to create the actual face and all the other details into it. And I think they went back and actually did a vacuum form, which makes a lot of sense. You can get that. You can get the uh, the texture and everything, but without the weight, without the problem of the sculpting breaking. So that was actually a great idea to be able to do that. And yeah, they did a really, really good job on. So keep in mind, it's a case labs case. So with case labs, all the panels will pop off. But they did a really good job of making that transition between the panels almost seamless. Um, you can see on the where the wolf's head is or the lion's head. I, I didn't play Witcher at all. I'm probably being judged right now, but I don't have time. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. It's sad. My Steam library is full, but I never get to play it. But uh, yeah, they did a lot of cool custom stuff, uh, especially with the, the reservoir. I think that was one of my favorite pieces where they put the little light wick in it and made it look like a lantern. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. cool. And then, uh, so you've got the, the head up front, you've got kind of like this wood... Uh, back this kind of like wood snow scenery that's showing off the components on the inside and you can see on the so they, they did custom saved cables as well and you can see these little black lines going across the cables that's actually sewn um, that's what Pennywise is most known for is uh, he actually does like hand sewing with all his cables and you can check out his GeForce Garage video and what makes me smile this case it's actually a big case that they have but Again, they did such a good job of filling everything out. It actually looks like a, a regular sized chassis. They did the vacuum form. Uh, the, the, the initial form with clay. Vacuum formed it and then put the clay on top of it again. 
Yeah, well, could you imagine? I mean, looking at that, how thick it is, yeah, and how much weight that would the be weight. in the front. Yeah. That would have to do that. So, yeah, uh, I mean, probably. Uh, I don't know exactly how he vacuum formed it. I don't know if he shows it or not, but I think he did it probably home style. But if there was maybe a more professional one, they probably could have built it out all the way and then did the vacuum form. But I mean. Vacuum forming is just it's Still difficult uh, mostly because what you'll get is all the webbing whenever you get over too many surfaces which this yes. this figure has a lot of different uh, preparations in it where it's like it just goes up and down up and down so between that up and down you'll actually get like lines across where it, the the vacuum form couldn't get to it so it just creates like these little struts across and that basically ruins your mold or not your mold but your, your vacuum form uh, keys so uh, we're down to about our last uh, minute and a half here. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about the the Doom Doom mod by Zen Mods on our forums right now. This one's actually shaping up to be pretty nice. Like the first, pretty much the first part of it's them fabricating the the skull. That's pretty badass. But, yeah. When I when I first started scrolling through it, I was like, I don't see how a sugar skull represents Doom. It, does, it looks like a Mexican sugar skull at first when they start uh, initially yeah, breaking it, it down. <laughs> but then they start adding all the details, and these guys get nuts with the details. The, the, so you have the skull frame, and you've you got the eyes put in, but he actually has like little reinforced metal pegs where he's snapping teeth to that he's, um, that he's sculpting. Foam that he used. Because the foam that he uses is a sign, it says signed foam. And I just looked it up, and that stuff is super dense. Yeah, it looks like, like it. I thought it was wood. MDF. Yeah, it almost looks like MDF. Yeah. No, it's signed. Uh, it's just, uh, Reddit. Dwayne likes to use himself. Yeah, that's why I really want to get into see what this is. Uh, get a lot more detail into it. I'm sure it's a lot stronger, too. Because right now, you're using the, uh, the foam core material. Which is... It's fine, yeah. but it... The, the issue you run into with like foam core or even like pink insulation foam is it reacts with everything even super glue it like starts melting and bubbling away yeah yeah it does but actually so this time around I'm working on another mod that I can't talk about currently uh, using that Warmbla 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 is a yeah it's a material used a lot by cosplayers and uh, you'll you'll see a lot of cosplaying actually uh, folds over in a case modding very nicely. So uh, I definitely recommend like just go on YouTube and check out like how these guys make their props, their weapons, or their costumes, and you'll get a lot of ideas just how to transition that into case modding. Um, the two are very very similar. I was very surprised how close they are. In fact, they use most of the same tools. Yeah, so I'm really loving this stuff. I, it's the first time I'm using it. And it's like this is sweet. Really it is. It is kind of pricey. Um, just a heads yeah. up. It's it's not the cheapest of materials. Yeah, I got a forty by sixty sheet, and it was eighty eight bucks. But here's the the beautiful part about it is there's almost no waste. Oh yeah, because you can uh, you can you can like heat it up and mash it up and mold it into like little uh, little uh, trinkets that you want to use for your even little add on pieces. Oh yeah, you can, you, can, already... you can sand it, mod it. You can sand it, paint it. You can, you know, 
Yeah, even yeah, sort of sort of where, where, where you have a seam and you can actually heat it up and you just rub it enough, it just the seam goes away. Nice. So uh, this yeah, I want to see how he did the hand in this thing though. That oh, yeah. hand is sick. Oh yeah, he yeah. gets uh, the sculpey. So he used like a like a foil core. That's what uh, Ronald Lee Christensen did. If you watch his Aliens video, where he actually sculpted the Xenomorph, yeah. Um, he said so. What you can do is um, either foil or uh, like masking tape for the to fill in the body and like fill it in with tissue paper. That way, one, it's light. Two, it'll hold the shape. And then three, it's, it's less. I mean, clay and all the moldy stuff is it's rather expensive. The interesting thing is that this he this guy is so prolific. This is his uh, this is made from a cooler master case. I don't know if he's going to enter it at the cooler master world series, but this is going to be his third entry if he enters it. And, well, what I also like about it is that look at it, look at the three mods that he made, and the styles are so varied. Like they're not even you know the 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 scratch build was the was the power cell. And this looks a lot different than what he, when uh, this this do one has a lot of kind of handcrafted, uh, mm-hmm. a lot more handcrafted stuff. So I don't know how, what the, it's going to be, it's going to turn out with, but it looks pretty amazing so far. Yeah, y'all, y'all have got to go over to the forums and check it out. Um, I mean, I can definitely say from like when I so like I scrolled down a little bit and I saw what he was doing, and I was like, I don't see how Max and Sugar Skull fits into this, but we'll. Continue and it's like all of a sudden it goes from Mexican Sugar Skull to Doom Revenant Skull, but I mean it's it's sick what he's doing. Um, I mean you can see more of this just go online and Google stuff. And I mean I'm actually I actually just bought some resin kits to work with so I can try mold making. So once I figure that out, I'll make sure and just add more content for the site for y'all to read on. And if it's something y'all want to do, y'all can learn off that. Let me mess up before y'all do. I'll super glue myself to stuff so y'all don't have to. So, as always, guys, um, this is Dwayne, our boss man. Braun, our lead reviewer, also my boss man. And myself, Joe, one of the minions at Modders Inc. Make sure to check out the website, modersinc.com. Check out our YouTube channel, our Instagram, and we're on every pretty much social media site. Just look for Modders Inc. or Modders Dashing. And uh, just stay tuned. Have a good one.